Welcome to Locarno Meets, where the most exciting new talent and established legends of cinema come to chat about art, life, movies, and everything in between. Brought to you by UBS and hosted by me, Alexander Miller, from Locarno Film Festival. Fifteen years ago, facing prison and corporal punishment, Zar Amir Ebrahimi was forced to give up a successful acting career and flee her home in Iran. Ibrahimi's last two roles are fierce criticisms of Iranian patriarchal culture. Firstly, with the terrifying satire Holy Spider, which won her the best actor in Cannes 2022, and now in Shida, a gut-wrenching story of a mother trying to protect her family from an abusive husband. Away from starring roles, during the Women Life Freedom Movement, which arose in the wake of the murder of Masa Amini by the Iranian morality police, Ibrahimi has acted as a journalist, collating the experiences of young female protesters. Hers is a career with meaning and purpose. So look, I saw Shida, I think it's a really, really good film, um, with a rather incredible performance from you at the center of it. Both Shida and Holy Spider, your previous film, seem to have kind of a theme in general, and that's of men, and perhaps specifically Iranian men, being forgiven for unforgivable things. Is this a theme that speaks to you? Yeah, maybe I give this vibe to the universe. I think these are themes that I personally would like to abort, to to work on, and... Uh, and we are living in a country, you know, I'm living uh, in uh, France for 15, 16 years. And still, I need to tell all those untold stories from my origin country, like Iran. And I think the whole region, this Middle East, is somehow suffering, especially women there. They are suffering of this patriarchal culture. It's not only about the system. But it's about the tradition, it's about culture, and then mixing up those two, the system and the culture, and then we get to this society, which is, uh, as you see now, there is a raising up going on because uh, I think especially women, they can't anymore leave this. In the aftermath of the murder of Masha Armini, I saw you've been doing journalism, you know, you know, you've been um, collecting uh, the testimonies of protesters and the, and, the, and the families. Do you see this as, um, as a new job for you to sit alongside acting or is it a duty? You know, when I arrived in uh, France, you can guess I couldn't like play immediately right after arriving because I couldn't speak French yeah. because I didn't know anyone. And, and that's how, and I started cinema with uh, making movies because I couldn't work even when the last two years in Iran because uh, uh, I had so many problems and they just uh, like abandoned me from working. I started to learn how to edit and then how to film. And, and that's how when I arrived in Paris and uh, I couldn't continue acting. So I started to do some little reportage, some uh, little movies, uh, small documentaries for TV, especially BBC. And then this is what I'm doing even now. And that's how I became even producer. Mm. So I think this uh, <laughs> character of 
it's not only journalism, mm. but uh, this m part of me, which is multifunctional, I have to say, it's here. And maybe that's how, when there is a problem somewhere, I just know how to speak out about it. Mm. I know how to, I mean, it seems now I became kind of an activist, but this is not what I'm willing for. No. I think it's only because I, I have this voice mm. and I know how to use it. I mean, I can't sit here and uh, watch those people suffering and not saying a word about it. And all those movies that I've been involved in a way all these last years, are related to this subject. So mm. that's how I, I just, I think I'm trying to use my voice if I, I'm here and you hear me, we need to talk about all those problems and issues. I mean, in, in Shida, there are a lot of uh, displaced women, you know, inside that. That must've been something that, that, that grabbed you about the script that you could identify with. Thanks for just mentioning this because I mean, Shada, it's the name of a movie and it's about Shada, but it's about all those women. And, uh, and they are the core of this story in a way. I think Shada is about how you overcome your trauma. Yeah. And all these women, they are trying to overcome in a way their trauma. And uh, even in our teamwork, we had a, a long rehearsal days before shoot. And I think for the director also, the first important thing was how we can just connect mm. to each other. Even if in the story, one is a little bit like in problem with the yeah, other, yeah. <laughs> but we, we were the best friends ever. It, it was a really, really uh, amazing shooting time. Mm. In a way, everyone had something to say mm. from her own life. And that's how I think uh, from the first, very first day, we got connected to each other and we really got that, okay, we go to this journey together to overcome our personal traumas, mm. but these characters' traumas too. Because, you know, there's an interesting theme in the film about, yes, they're in Australia. Yes, your character is no longer in Iran, but actually the bureaucratic system of Australia is also rewarding the patriarchy and supporting that. And as such, I suppose, yeah, that's the fundamental trauma that every woman in, inside that building's dealing with. That's right. I think even uh, more than that, which is sad, is uh, even the family, even Shayda's family, mm. they don't really support her. And uh, she can't even share her problem with her mom. Mm. You know, every time she calls, she gets some comments that, oh, you have to stay with your husband. This is how, how our, you know, even the generation before their mindset worked. Sometimes it comes even from your mother, not only your father, but that, that's how the society works now. It's getting better, of course, but, um, but you know, this is the law in Iran and this is in the law. You, you can't change it. Mm. You know what I mean? You can't ask for divorce in Iranian uh, law. So when you are in Australia, but you are not Australian, so you need to go back to your own country and divorce, you know, everything is somehow related and that's how we suffer. What the film I think does really well is that it's obviously, it's very emotional and personal, but at the same time, I mean, it's terrifying, you know, like the, the, the scenes where the husband 
takes your your you know your daughter away and you're not when it turns out he's actually spying on you and not taking her to an airport you know it's in some ways a relief but even though it's so so terrible but it's a really well directed film in that way am I, am i right in thinking that it's based on the life of the director to a certain yeah, degree yeah 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 it's a very personal story it's uh, her mother's story so selena the little girl it's her herself and uh i think i was really really lucky to have selena uh, as my six years old daughter and without her without this amazing performance of her and she was there she never complained and we Nora, the director, she had a very special system <laughs> towards Selena. You know, we had to protect Selena. Of course. And sometimes you see in the movie, it's a very intense movie. We have many, like, uh, as you said uh, right now with the husband, you know, they, they fight almost every time they see each other. The husband tries to manipulate even the daughter. and. All those scenes has been shot without Selena, mm. with a double, oh, really? because we were we were about to just protect Selena, and Selena was there maybe sometimes crying, but she knew that this is a game, mm. and she just has to cry now because we need it for the movie. Otherwise, it was all about enjoying each other, having, you know, some playing with each other, and this is very beautiful i think nura managed somehow to put all those traumas that she has mm. from her childhood with the joy that she enjoyed actually being with her mother also and there is a very love story between her and her own mother when i read the script and mm. i see the movie that's amazing she, she's a good director especially with children so you know when you're working with a young actor and look i agree i think She's fantastic in the film. And you guys have a really wonderful chemistry. Do you feel the need to, you know, mentor her as well and be like, here's some acting tips? No, not that much because we had two weeks intense rehearsals. Uh, I mean, uh, we passed lots of time together. And from the first second we met each other, we were friends and started to play and we went to cinema. We did lots of things together. And, you know, we look like even kind of mother and daughter. That's yeah, yeah. funny. And uh, so I, I think, no, she didn't need anything. She was kind of star, very talented. <laughs> even sometimes I could get some inspiration from her. No, no, she, she was perfect. She is amazing. You're gonna see, I, I hope she continues acting. I imagine it was a very fun, like enjoyable experience for her. Yeah. And I think if, if someone had put me in a good film when I was six, I don't think I'd have looked like <laughs> <laughs> Um So look, you're on the jury here at Locarno. I'm interested, does it feel strange to be judging art and put, putting art in competition? See, see, it's so hard. I really don't like to call it judging because... You know, I personally, I try to not get any information before watching any movie. I like, I go like a blank paper and I just get the movie. And once I have questions, then I go and search for the movie and the director and their background. And, you know, how, how can we judge this movie with this uh, budget mm. from this country with this subject? with the other movie with a maybe more or less budget and 
it's hard. I think in the end, we are just uh, somehow reacting to the movies that we see with mm. our taste of movie and uh, with our understanding of the, the of the profession, of the understanding of the industry. You can sometimes say this movie was bad, you know. I mean, there are uh, bad films. We are all agree there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But sometimes it's really hard. How how can you say which one is better? It's really, I mean, I'm enjoying it because it's a very intense time for all of us to watch movies, to learn mm. from each other, to share our opinion on uh, movies. And I learn a lot from all those movies uh, also. But then when uh, tomorrow, when we, we are about to sit and decide, I think we all suffer. <laughs> so look, Kate Blanchett is an executive producer on Shida. How did, at what point did she join the project? As I know, our main producer, Vincent, he knew Kate because uh, they're all Australian industry. What I know is that just Kate received, uh, got the project and she apparently loved it as we see. And she became our executive producer. I mean, she's always there for us. That's amazing. I mean, I, I really love her and I love this attitude of her that she is caring about some subjects. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not only, wow, we have a celebrity here and her name. She's really caring of uh, uh, Nura and this movie. And um, she was about to come here, you know, to be with us, to... Uh, celebrate the movie, European premiere here. Unfortunately, with SAG oh, yeah. strike, uh, she couldn't really make it happen, but she's always there. She's always there. And I think we can see this character of her with her choices of movies all these years. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks again to Zah. This has been Lakana Meets a podcast from Locarno Film Festival brought to you by UBS. If you enjoyed this conversation, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your pods. This has been a true anti-classic production hosted by me, Alexander Miller, and produced by Jack Foswell.